Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Medical Mindset Coach Podcast. My name is Star Frudenberg, and I am also known as the Medical Mindset Coach, and I am the host of this podcast. So I'm welcoming you uh, or your wonderful ears to this uh, episode for today, in which I'm going to be talking about the subject of 10 anti-inflammatory foods that are all worth knowing. So sort of to add on the next layer after the last podcast, which talks about food allergies and intolerances, I think is really, really, um, for me, was a really critical podcast episode to do in the beginning because it's going to act as sort of a building block going forward for all the episodes that I'm going to launch. Um, because if you don't know or sort of have the health education to understand what is right for your vehicle, what's biogenic for your vehicle, um, then you're not going to be able to sort of start figuring out how to best look after your vehicle, your car, your constitution. So I think it's absolutely critical in case anyone who comes to me as a first-time client, I really, really harp on about it, sort of like a sort of like a religious faith, like you have to do these tests. They're so important because when you know how to act from or sort of make decisions from a place of knowing, then everything is going to be a lot smoother, a lot easier. And then you just sort of have a direct path on how to correct things or maintain things rather than sort of sort of going on a direct road rather than a zigzag Um country back end road kind of um, analogies. So it's really, really important. Um, So today I'm going to be just, it's a very quick, (laughs) hopefully, very quick episode just to talk to you about the top 10 anti-inflammatory foods that are worth knowing. But again, with disclaimer or caution, what I'm going to say here is what's generally identified as good, but you need to know with educated health having done your intolerances tests or maybe you just know that when you eat something you feel sick and it doesn't suit you that maybe this might not be typically right for you right so quite straightforward what are signs of inflammation right so or even starting even before that um what is inflammation right so inflammation is a reactivity in the body um that acts as a layer um, of mucus buildup and protection that your body is just trying to say, I'm not enjoying something. So it's kind of trying to ring fence or create a protective layer inside your body that things can stop poisoning it. So getting upset. So how to reduce inflammation in the body and inflammation then usually results in certain um, conditions and can even autoimmune diseases, etc. I mean, a very common one that I'm thinking about is um, arthritis or rheumatoid arthritis. It's just so much pain in the body. So, um, and we can even liken this to the word chronic inflammation. So if you have inflammation in your body, um, you know, why do you have it? What are the triggers of it? What are the signs of it? Um, And the most important one, uh, what is the fastest way to get rid of it? Um, And then what again are triggering so what foods would you say are linked as bad and then also what is the most effective natural way as acting as an anti-inflammatory rather than going again pharmaceutical routes or antibiotics or 
um, sort of any non-natural way because you want to do this holistically. We want to do this naturally so you can get permanent long-term effective results rather than taking one road or route that will resolve this issue but then start creating another and then you're going in this never-ending merry-go-round loophole thing that just doesn't seem to work. So just do it properly the first time um, and then that's going to save so much time, effort, energy and even money right because some of these ways especially in this um, topic today a lot of the foods that you can get are very um, widely available not expensive um, and also very very accessible as well so you know you'll probably see when I mention these I'm like oh I can get these in all the shops so you know here you go some things you think you shouldn't be eating actually might be or some things you're already eating and that's why you you don't experience inflammation, but this is, this is for the people out there that do. So let's begin. So what are the signs of inflammation? So increasing numbers of nutritional experts, including myself, are really praising the incredible effects of, anti, of an anti-inflammatory diet, um, especially in, in accordance with your long-term health. And I can really attest to this, especially because I do colonic hydrotherapy, um, that literally through the tube, I can see the amount of inflammation buildup that people have in their body. And then instantly when they finish a session, they look like sometimes, and I don't exaggerate, that they've dropped a dress size or a pants size because that just shows you how inflamed that the body has become as a result of um, maybe health conditions that usually stem from uh food reactivity, um, whether that's intolerance or allergy, or and sometimes in the unfortunate cases of having autoimmune conditions um, that have arisen, like and the common one again that comes up in my mind is rheumatoid arthritis, right? So um, in fact, <laughs> I think it's actually never been more apparent how powerful overall gut health has um, come to be in terms of how we function in our day-to-day lives so again the knock-on effects of if we start looking after ourselves now um properly and you know with awareness and understanding how to do it properly for your right uh, constitution your vehicle you'd be surprised how many years you're adding on to your life right gut health affects how you feel so i keep saying that hormones are made in the gut you are what you eat, you become what you eat, you are, so basically if you eat junk food, you feel like junk, so with our digestive systems, you may or might not know this fact, our digestive systems are responsible for producing a portion of our serotonin, so basically our happy hormones, or if you want to get more technical, the neurotransmitter, which not only helps us feel happier, but also plays a part in mood, quality of sleep so a key one if people have a lot of sleeping issues or sleeping disorders or insomnia etc temperature regulation and more right so based on what i'm saying you'd think okay well then we should avoid having poor gut health uh just in general from just sort of the above things that i've said but not only just because um of trying to avoid chronic inflammation so if we think long term Chronic inflammation may increase the risk of certain conditions, and like I said with RA, but it can also increase conditions such as diabetes, obesity, or even heart disease. And signs of inflammation could include things such as constant fatigue, 
which I think most people seem to have, anxiety, depression, and digestive issues, which might might even manifest sort of as abdominal pain or different things like that. But just sort of going back to the chronic fatigue, it, it's very interesting that a lot of people come to me and go, oh, I'm just so tired, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, but it's part of getting old. It's part of the aging process. It's not. It's just because, again, you don't know how customized your car is and how to put in the right fuel. And again, that's coming to educated decision-making, which you are currently lacking, but can be easily remedied. And then instantly, boof, we can increase your energy levels, um, your moods, and any pain in your body being able, um, you know, some people have quite literal abdominal pain, the sharp pains in their body. And then sort of after session, they literally turn to me and they, they look so shocked like they've seen a ghost. And I'm like, oh, are you okay? Is everything okay? And they go, I've had this pain in my body for a long time. You know, some people thought like, oh, it might have been a tumor, might have been a blockage, might have been an abnormal growth. And they're just so shocked that actually it wasn't. It was just... Um, dehydrated feces uh, lodged in the stomach, uh, basically constipation that's been manifesting and making them ill, causing inflammation in the body because it's rotting. And um, again, this can be easily remedied if, again, you know how to make the right food choices and health choices, right? So what triggers inflammation? So there are obviously many lifestyle attributes that can trigger inflammation, which can be stress, lack of exercise, but most importantly to me and in the key of this episode is diet. So problems in the gut may occur when foods that cause inflammation are regularly consumed. So if we tie back to our previous episode talking about food allergies and intolerances, you will see that that's quite obvious because if you have an overconsumption or a lack of moderation for a certain item or multiple items or food group, the body's going to start sending out antibodies to say, this is too much, we need to fight it off. And therefore, um, inflammation in the intelligence of the body is acting as a protective mechanism, but this can be destructive for our overall health. Because what I sort of like to explain to clients is that inflammation is a mucus buildup response then it creates a protection on the lining of the intestinal wall and in this case um, small intestine it will create this mucus protection layer and that means nothing can get absorbed into your body being a good nutrition or even so in this case bad nutrition but then that would equally have a knock-on effect that good nutrition can't be absorbed too and therefore not absorbing your nutrition will lead to different issues again you can't be digesting your food properly so you're not getting energy levels then you go for poor diet then you experience fatigue because your energy levels are dropping because you haven't been sustainably feeding it Um, and then that can lead to sleeping issues and then of course mood mood swings or mood disorders or mental health issues so the link again with mental health and gut gut health are very very um closely linked hand in hand so it's very very important and again coming back to even though I'm going to mention what these 10 foods are quite good in your diet make sure that these things correspond according to your constitution's uh, reactivity to allergies slash intolerances 
regularly um, feasting on irritants and common ones would be like fried foods, refined sugar, fizzy drinks. This could aggravate the immune system and may lead to your body working overtime to compensate. So and also then ties in with the idea, how well are you hydrating? How, how well are you hydrating? Because your body needs water to detox and cleanse. If you don't have enough hydration to do that, then all of those toxins will then be trapped in the body again, resulting in irritation because there's inflammation build up because the body is using another mechanism to protect itself because you're not appropriately helping, right? Why aren't you helping your own best friend? That seems a little bit crazy, but that's what people are doing. A lot of neglect, but not intentional neglect, more neglect due to ignorance is sort of how I've always seen it and frame it. So even those eating an anti-inflammatory diet may unknowingly be increasing the risk of inflammation by eating seemingly harmless foods that they are intolerant to, their bodies then wrongly identify these food proteins as a threat. So that's just again tying in to what I've just previously said. So it's important to listen to your body and cater your diet to your personal needs in order to avoid to avoid inflammation so the next question i get is so what is the fastest way to get rid of inflammation because we live in instant gratification so what can we do honestly food allergy and intolerance test one douche two colonic hydrotherapy that's probably like the most instant way and then sort of a maintenance lifestyle um protocol after that is hydrating sufficiently and not with tap water with filtered water tap water is dodgy because i love using this analogy i came up with because when when i say it then you'll just be (laughs) you'll never think of tap water the same so i say think about what you've done in a toilet your whole life and that's number one that's number two you might have vomited women have menstruation maybe people throwing down baby diapers pads pharmaceuticals high statistic in america a lot of people suffering with mental health <laughs> i would probably even advocate to say there's an over prescription of medication given um people think they get better they flash um their pharmacy uh, their, their mental health medicine down the drain um thinking they're better and actually now that they've um shown in statistics that water is now laced with these um mental health medications to a point that if you start drinking the tap water as a foreigner for a consistent time you're going to start feeling those effects of whatever it might be depending on the county or the district so it's quite 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 interesting so when you think all of all of those things you know even food poisoning stuff like that then you think wow that water is disgusting <laughs> right and then if you go now in terms of like what you're bathing in your products that you use shampoos conditioners shower gels soaps a face wash etc or your skin cells that are coming off people shaving etc you think well okay that water is quite contaminated then what does the government have to do in order to strip out chemically all of those things that I've just mentioned. So you think then the end result is water. That water is really, really not healthy. So you need to, need to, need to, need to. And this is sort of the tip and trick from this um, episode today. Please drink filtered water. If you don't have a filter, get bottled water. But please be more conscious that the quality of water 
um, is contaminated with fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals, and then all of the other little um, bits uh, from, you know, from what people have obviously done to contaminate the water. So it's it's quite serious. Right, so just going back to that. So really, really key to drink water, hydrate, exercise, and follow a good diet that's right for your constitution. And then do any maintenance things like adding supplementation, um, you know, again, working with myself or um, depending where you are in the world, a, a nutritionist or someone who knows what they're doing that can be um, sufficiently help you um, and competently help you, right? So while inflammation can be measured by monitoring levels of a C-reactive protein, the easiest way to alleviate symptoms and improve gut health is by eating an anti-inflammatory diet packed with natural anti-inflammatory foods and anti-inflammatory herbs. Inflammation can be reduced by following an approach of eating anti-inflammatory diet, exercising regularly, minimizing stress, and taking supplements that work to fight inflammation, such as probiotics and fish oil. Just again, linking with minimizing stress, because stress is such a underrated and underquantified uh, factor that affects our body and our health and our mindset. So things to do, super key, meditation, um, other therapies that I offer, you know, that you can get either from me or, you know, like-minded therapists or practitioners around the world, sound healing, talk therapy, um, breath work is also super, super key because then that can help um, using the power or the doctor, your own breath to bring physiological changes and calming down the nervous system improving the immune system, the endocrine system, your digestive function. This can also help reduce um, inflammation in the body quite interestingly. So just considering that. Um, and again, it's very, very tricky, which links in with my previous uh, episode, is what is the right diet to follow? And quite, um, I would say probably quite the most common that's been recommended out of the most... I mean, there's thousands of diets out there. It's quite crazy, isn't it? But I mean, there's quite popular ones that everyone would have heard of at least once in their life, like the Atkins diet, the paleo diet, the South Beach diet, um, no carbs diet, low sugar diet, low carb diet. You know, it's just, it's never ending. But um, a Mediterranean diet is actually quite often recommended by nutritionists due to the fact that it's nutritionally dense. And also it's balanced, right? So it consists, uh, consists of lots of grains, a lot of fish, fats that are healthy as well. So it's it's quite good. So, and just again, best anti-inflammatory, just eliminate the foods that you're intolerant to, right? So what would we say are the kind of foods that are bad for inflammation? What are the inflammatory causing foods? So Foods that are high in saturated fats should be avoided. And then you go, okay, what 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 does that mean? What kind of foods? What does that mean? So we're talking dairy products. Dairy products are quite bad. Red meat and any unhealthy snack foods. So even eliminating corn, sunflower, and other oils. So sunflower oils, corn, other oils. So I always recommend to... 
at your home either have coconut oil, olive oil um, as your two main bases. But other than that, sunflower oil is a no-go. It's it's really not good. Um, even going on to talk about margarines, um, really, really bad. So if you need to choose between butter or margarine, always go for butter. But ideally, if you have a dairy sensitivity or allergy, then you need to get realistic about starting to think, okay, maybe I need to just cut out these kind of things in my life in its entirety because you got to understand it's, it's, it's the choice between two evils, getting yourself sick and um, causing a lot of inflammation and reactivity or causing things like clogging your liver, causing liver disease, heart disease, obesity, um, diabetes, <laughs> you know, it's quite difficult. So maybe just go, actually, I've always said to myself that sort of the logic is like when people go, because I mean, this is the most common thing I get in my work is like, well, what can I eat then? I mean, everything sounds wrong. <laughs> everything sounds bad. And I think, okay, let's think like a caveman, right? So anything that's man-made is probably bad for you because <laughs> Man has seemed to have uh, become quite creative and added a lot of things. And now in today's world, in order to make foods addictive, so you keep buying it, a lot of things are laced with sugar. A lot of things are laced with preservatives to make it long last longer because it's just a strategic business um, tactic. Um, a lot of things have a lot of artificial flavorings or additives that also give it better taste to make it more addictive or make it more appeal like you know there's more appeal to it again poisonous for the body so you just got to get realistic that it's just probably ideal to completely avoid it in its entirety and then stick um to things that are just natural you know farmers markets are incredible to go to where you know and then getting more creative and coming back to your more sort of um let's call it traditional ways you know that making food making it together because there's something really special in when you prepare your own food there's a certain energy that you put in you know made with love is a common expression but that powerfully also influences the food and the quality of the food and the taste of the food as well and that's why when people go mm, I can feel this is made with love it's because quite literally you're adding an extra let's say non-tangible ingredients into the mix or the recipe but that's why some foods can taste better and so if you're in a bad mood better not to make food because you're going to be putting that bad energy into the food as well but idea is if you think should I eat this you think is it man-made because probably what could have been put inside it probably not that great um so best always to try cook from scratch um, get from farmers markets or you know naturally homegrown because um, it's always going to be the safer option and then the most common sugar artificial sweeteners certain grains are also foods um, that may cause inflammation so just being aware so nutritionists advise that the easiest way to eliminate foods that cause inflammation is to remove anything processed from your diet so we always recommend that just remove anything processed again like i said going back to the analogy be a caveman go old school that's usually better and healthier and even now step forward 
please try and get it as organic as possible too because of the infects, inf- insecticides, pesticides, fungicides because um, that have carcinogenic um, effects as well as can create birth defects. Just things were not really safe anymore and it just makes me sort of go like, whoever thought it was okay to think that we should put chemicals on our food um, and now this become a socially acceptable practice. It's just mad. Um, yeah, and again, just harping back on food allergies and intolerance, it's really important to identify your trigger foods because everyone really has a unique food fingerprint. So what's good for you might not be good for me as equally as what's good for me is not good for you. So yeah. So I think here's the the golden nuggets now. So what is the most effective natural anti-inflammatory foods and herbs that are actually worth knowing? So drum roll. All right, number one, ashwagandha. So alongside food intolerances and eating anti-inflammatory foods, stress can be a huge factor when it comes to inflammation. So this ancient anti-inflammatory herb called ashwagandha, which is used in both Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine, so Chinese and Indian medicine, has been found to help reduce negative side effects um, or negative effects of stress. It increases the body's ability to reduce cortisol levels and lessen chronic inflammation. So for those who don't know what cortisol means, cortisol is basically the stress hormone that is in your body that gets excreted out your um, adrenals. So hence when you go, I have adrenaline, um, that's really, really powerful. So also if you have a lot of stress in your body, a very, very powerful um, supplement to add to your diet would be magnesium. So I always advise patients to take it one hour before bed. I prescribe it in a powder format rather than a tablet because it goes straight to the bloodstream. And then uh, that will really, really help reduce your cortisol levels. And then you can get to sleep much better, get better quality of sleep. And then that helps equally to boost serotonin building um, levels in your body. So then that can help with your moods, um, obviously, in your day-to-day practices. Okay, number two, ginger. So ginger is known to reduce nausea, vomiting, but it also serves as another holistic purpose. So high in ginger oil, it is a strong anti-inflammatory. So add ginger to your food as an anti-inflammatory herb or drink ginger tea to aid uh, in your anti-inflammatory diet. So it's really, really nice. You can get fresh ginger. I know a lot of people get this ginger tea and stuff like that. Not a very big fan or advocate of it. So um, very Asian inspired. It's used in a lot of um, Asian cooking dishes. Garlic, ginger, 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 ginger. It's very, very good. But if you get it in its fresh form, you can grate it down, make it in a tea, add it into your diet. Um, you know, some people get ginger sweets, this kind of thing. But in this case, just avoiding sugar in its entirety is much better. It can be very, very powerful. And again, it's a very powerful property that if you have nausea, you're feeling ill, good to drink it. So in this case, uh, good to, you know, for anyone out there who's pregnant or is someone with someone who's pregnant, um, 
this is a very natural way that if you're experiencing um, morning after sickness, things like that, and you can't take anything now because you have to be aware as you are with baby, um, ginger tea is a very, very good um, natural way in order to help soothe that. Okay, next one, blueberries. So blueberries have like a very big status. And I mean, you think blueberries, you think of the word superfood, right? So because they have a really incredibly high level of phytoflavonoids um, or antioxidants and vitamin C. So there's a powerful combination that can help combat stress in the body. And again, that powerful, powerful natural anti-inflammatory. Next one. So I'm going to say this one with caution is broccoli. So again, a lot of people with um, IBS or bloating, gas, any issues like that called irritable bowel syndrome, um, it's more ideal to follow something called a low FODMAP diet. And something that increases um, your FODMAP is broccoli. So I say express with caution. So some people are quite gaseous with broccoli, but it can, again, with typical diet, be extremely good for you, right? So research has shown that the antioxidants within broccoli works powerfully against anti um sorry, against inflammation in the body. So again, it's a very natural anti-inflammatory food with rich in many things, such as minerals, vitamins, fiber, and it's making it a nutritious addition to any meal, especially uh, for people who are following a diet that's vegetarian-based or vegan-based, plant-based, um, who are also looking for alternative protein sources. Okay, next one is cinnamon. So cinnamon, it's a very interesting one. I absolutely adore and love cinnamon. And I've noticed it's one of those things. Some people love it, some people hate it, but it is so good for you. And also another trick to help um, stimulate or um, increase your fat burning throughout the day is to have a glass of water with some cinnamon, like sort of half a teaspoon in the morning and down it. That can help boost your metabolism and therefore boost your fat burning um, capabilities when you ingest it. But it's very, very powerful to act as an anti-inflammatory uh, herb it's a good anti-inflammatory has anti-inflammatory properties um, and there's so many ways you can incorporate it into your diet it's very common if you go to like a barista topping it on top of your coffee you can put it in your foods like in oatmeal um, you can have it on like healthy pancakes etc so it's very very wonderful but then it's also used in a lot of different cookings a lot of um inspired in terms of indian indian dishes as well so you can find it in a lot of things um but it is very high in taste and interestingly it originates from trees that grow abundantly in asia so um it's a sweet spice, but it's also powerful because it's an antimicrobial and it's as well as potent in its anti-inflammatory properties, which I've said. So again, just really, really, really helpful to reduce stress. Um, even um, There's even cinnamon tea. And just linking in with tea again, I just want to be quite... Um, create awareness tea bags are very toxic they bleached and they're full of chemicals as well so if you're ever going to do teas either do things fresh where you either grate it or cut it or whatever you have to do to it or equally if you buy it in shops try always opt for loose leaf 
Yes, things are more expensive, but what is the price of your health? Yeah. Next one is olive oil. So perhaps the strongest of all, I think, <laughs> on the list that I'm talking about, olive oil is really, really great for your heart um, and equally your gut. So it contains antioxidants and oleocanthal, which are powerful antioxidants causing, um, resulting in powerful anti-inflammatory properties um, that can make it such a beneficial food for an anti-inflammatory diet. So olive oil, you can cook with it, you can do um, sort of as a dressing on top, whether it's on salad or maybe freshly steamed vegetables, um, just sort of to add a bit of sauce or flavor, because the oleocanthal gives that sort of um, taste or sensation that you can feel when you, um, you know, it's sort of that people are liking it to sort of like a burning sort of sensation if you drink it raw in its raw form. So all you need to know when you drink and you feel that burning sensation, then you know, okay, that's good because that means it's got its anti-inflammatory properties. And interestingly, um, the oleocanthal has also got effects that's been likened to ibuprofen. Can't say this word. Don't like pharmaceuticals. Um, but actually in its most natural state. So it's very, very powerful and helping. So next one, Spinach. Spinach, of course, is that leafy green. Um, and it's very, very powerful because it's one of the most popular and commonly known foods out there. And I think accessible um, in terms of all culture, cultures as well in terms of cooking. So it's a very, very, very versatile vegetable because it can be consumed in smoothies, which is what I do, salads or on any side of any meal. So it contains high levels of water-soluble vitamins and minerals, phytonutrients and flavonoids, omega-3s, carotenoids. I know it's very, very powerful for getting, um, in terms of for vegan-based diets or vegetarian-based diets, very high in iron as well. So if you need to um, find more sort of natural ways to get it if you're not eating meat, it's also really really got that as well um so you, that's very very good to introduce to your diet i always recommend it and um it's probably one of the hardest ones to beat in terms of on the list it's, it's a really high ranked one okay next salmon so salmon is an omega-3 fatty acid containing fish um and this is very good to help ease symptoms of anti-inflammatory disease. And of course, um, if you do make sort of the idea to make certain um, choices to not eat fish or meat, then that's okay. So you can always get this in a supplement format. Um, and there are vegan-based um, omegas that I do uh, offer and prescribe. So it'd be good if you, again, just mention what sort of lifestyle you follow and then we can obviously cater for that. Um, so inflammatory diseases that obviously, you know, can be resulting in pain and stiffness. So again, this omega-3 is very, very powerful to help reduce inflammation um, and can also prevent any um, inflammatory diseases that might, uh, you know, the onset of it. So it's very important. And salmon is renowned by experts as one of the best food sources when it comes to incorporating omega-3s into your life. Um, and it's a great place to start um, if you're going to start following an anti-inflammatory diet. So I do, do recommend it. Uh, next one, and I probably even rank this as the most popularly known one, is 
turmeric. So people I've always seen when people go, and sometimes you're like, yes, turmeric. And it's quite, um, I would say, versatile now that you get so many different derivatives of it now. There's turmeric tea, there's turmeric latte, there's turmeric powder, um, you know, turmeric just in its raw state. So you can get it in really, really um, many places, many uh, forms. So it's very good to add it into your diet. But just be careful because um, I've noticed in the work that I do, and even though it's renowned to be quite a powerful anti-inflammatory, I've, the work that I do with people with sensitive digestive systems do have high reactivities to it and it causes a lot of bloating and gas. So again, um, <laughs> sort of achieving the opposite effect of what you're trying to do. So again, just express, um, this is expressed with caution, just be mindful um, when you eat. But okay, so curcumin is what is the ingredient found in turmeric that is thought to be the most powerful aspect and anti-inflammatory and antioxidant in the turmeric itself. So supplements will often carry more curcumin than turmeric in its ground form, but it's this bright yellow spice. um, And like I say, it can be added to everything um, and anything really. Uh, from uh, either regular cooking or to turmeric latte. So it's it's really been made to be an adaptive and flavorful natural anti-inflammatory food because the thing is sort of when people start getting more strict and more um, narrow with their diet, they start to think like, gosh, things don't have flavor, things taste boring. So this is a very powerful way to keep things spiced up, if you will. And now the last one, and if not my favorite one, avocados. So avocados are so rich in potassium and copper, vitamin B6, vitamin C, and many more. But these are just sort of the key ones that I think that are quite interesting to note and are a great source of healthy fats, uh, which reduces the body's inflammation response. And interestingly, um, as of late, researchers have been speculating about the anti-inflammatory properties uh, sorry anti-inflammatory benefits of the other part of the avocado being the seed which carries high levels of polyphenols so that's quite interesting so I I don't personally know how to eat an avocado seed um, and in my mind it doesn't seem right but you know nevertheless people are exploring weird and wonderful ways on how to continue this um hunt to find better foods that are more effective to reduce inflammation but really what it boils down to is finding the right foods for you and your constitution then doing some detox protocols on how to eliminate and get out what has been in your body for a long time and to declog the arteries and the pores and the bile ducts and break down fats or any you know, anything that's sort of been stuck there and gunky for some time and even constipated, um, you know, buildup of old feces that have been sitting in the body for some time or undigested food, clear that all out and then sort of going mainstream with maintenance processes and protocols. So that basically sums up what today's all about. So just again, quick recap, 10 uh, food slash herbs that help with anti-inflammatory is ashwagandha powder, usually it's in a powder form, ashwagandha, ginger, blueberries, broccoli, cinnamon, olive oil, spinach, salmon, 
turmeric and avocados. So I hope this has been really, really helpful. And maybe this is something that you might find to incorporate in your own diet or maybe in those loved ones' diets that you may, maybe your mum or the father looking after a family or maybe um, it might be your mother or grandmother or someone else that you can find that may benefit from just incorporating certain foods um, that are quite simple, easily available from the shops into their diets to really help them with certain issues that they might be experiencing and again, symptoms might link in with the previous podcast about what's coming up, if it's bloating, diarrhea, constipation, you know, weight gain, um, headaches, brain fog, skin reactions, skin breakout, cellulite, so, so many things. Um, so simple tips and tricks just to try and incorporate these basic things into your diet that will improve um your energy levels and then also make you feel good because that's the most important thing is you want to feel good in your body all right so we're going to wrap it up for today so my name is star friedenberg i'm the medical mindset coach and thank you so much for listening and again um please like um i don't know like and subscribe to this or when i launch new episodes um if anything um every new episode then you get a notifications and then just sort of keep keep on track stay tuned and of course please share this with anyone and everyone who you think this can benefit because this is the whole idea of this project is just to get good bite-sized information out there to everyone so they can make more educated and knowledgeable knowledgeable decisions about their health um, which then can create the room and space to start figuring out and dealing and processing things emotionally and then finding and finally making time to find and make um, goals and actually start achieving them and making success of their lives and sort of the success that they define as success not according to society's standard of what success um, is perceived to be like all right so over and out thank you so much for listening today always serve with love light and gratitude humbly appreciative um to download this and listen to me all the time because as i always make the joke it's like i'm just sitting here in a room talking to myself um so yeah i'll catch you soon for the next episode so i'm over and out this is the medical mindset coach wherever you are in the world i hope you have a great day morning evening bye Thank you.